Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MMA Island podcast. I'm Jack Kennedy. And I'm Mace Martinez. And this is your podcast for the latest in MMA. I'm Jack Kennedy. And they hit a lot harder, in my opinion, too. Mace Martinez. He put Aldo stiff in 13 seconds before Bruce Buffer could even plant his ass in his seat. I'm Marcos Diaz. You can't keep getting opportunities if you get hurt. And this is the MMA Island Podcast. So, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to everybody. This is our podcast for this week. Uh, Obviously, we'll be taking off the next one because it is Christmas, Christmas Eve. Um, But we have a stacked podcast for you today. Um, We are coming off one of uh, an amazing fight night with some great fights. We will be talking about the ones that we predicted on the last podcast, um, as well as some news regarding who Stephen Thompson should fight next. Obviously, he got the win in the main event. We'll be talking about that. And Stepe versus Nganu, some rumored news about that. So we'll be talking about that as well. With that, let's get into it. Um, and with the first fight that was on the main card, um, and, and a crazy fight that this was, that this was one of the first fights on the main card, Marlon Marais stepped in against Rob Font. And Rob Font got a major victory at 135, which will propel him at least into the top 10. What are your thoughts on this uh, crazy result and great fight from Rob Font? Yeah, I was definitely shocked at the result. Uh, I thought Marais came out. He looked he looked good coming out and controlled Font for the first couple minutes. And then once Font got back to his feet, I mean, he just put work on him, was able yeah. to – to me, Marais's chin looked a little suspect, man. Like the shots that he took, um, they didn't seem like they were the most devastating shots yeah. I've ever seen landed on somebody. Uh, like the uppercut he took that dropped him, I really didn't think was that big of a shot. But I mean, I could be wrong, but it just didn't look like it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He looked he looked off to me a little bit, but uh, not taking anything away from Font, man, he fought greatly uh, for for as long as it lasted. Uh, like you said, he'll definitely be in the top ten. Uh, you know, by the time this episode comes out, he'll be in the top ten, and I'm excited to see what's next for him. As far as Marais goes, uh, I'm anxious to see what's next for him as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was crazy to see because usually you're seeing Marlon Marais, and he is one of the most dangerous strikers in that division. But obviously he's coming off that brutal loss to Sanhagen with that, that kick that he took, and that really rocked him. He went into this fight, and I expected it to be just a stand-up war. But Marlon Marais, to everybody, I think a lot of people were surprised by this, he wanted Rob Font taken down. He took him down early in the fight. He wanted mm-hmm. to keep him there. Um, and I heard the commentators talking about this too, and it was just very interesting. And sure enough, as soon as he stood back up, he looked uncomfortable. It, it, it was almost like he had been finished twice, and, and now that his chin had been tested so many times, it, I don't even know if it was necessarily that it was his chin that failed him or that if it, it was him that just he was doubting himself so much going up onto the feet because he had just been he had just been finished like that in his last fight, mm-hmm. especially when he should be a stand-up fire. And that's where I thought it was coming from because, like you were saying, and this is not to discredit Rob Fon at all because obviously – that boxing that he showed that those those punches were elite and he deserves to be in the top 10 after finishing a guy like Marlon Marais. So congrats to Rob Font. Amazing fight. But Marlon Vera got rocked. Um, sorry, Marlon Marais got rocked by it seemed like a stiff jab really put him back. And then he yeah. kind of just ducked right into an uppercut. It was like he wasn't really he was almost shell shocked whenever he was standing on the feet. He just didn't really feel comfortable there at all, which is so weird to see. Um, 
So I don't know where his head is at. He, this is still a relatively fast turnaround for him, especially after headlining that fight, even though it was a little bit ago. Um, he's, I think he's, he's going to need some time off just to regroup, um, really heal up 100%. But honestly, after seeing that, I don't know if Marlon Rice will ever be the same. Uh, it was just his biggest game on the feet. Uh, just it, it's, it's hard to see. And then again, maybe I'm completely wrong about this. And maybe it's just the fact that Rob Font is that good. Um, right. I hope that is the case because I love seeing Mar- Marlon Marais fight. But, man, he, he looks – Rob Font now, he looks so good on the feet. And I am, I'm so excited to see what he drops into this division and what he'll do because it's already an exciting division top to bottom. Um, there's so many options for him. So I'm excited to see where it goes. So great win for Rob Font overall is my biggest takeaway. Yeah, I think it's uh <clears throat> I think you can attribute the obviously the skill of Rob Font more than the maybe the the letdown of Morais. Yeah. It's a little of both. Mm-hmm. It's a little of both for sure. Yeah. All right, next up. So another crazy fight. Two big names, two big prospects, especially one. Um Michelle Ferreira versus Chaos Williams. Um this fight was you could just tell the power was there. The it, it obviously went to a decision. You correct. You correctly predicted it would go to a decision, but man, these guys you could just tell were so respectful of each other with the power. What are your thoughts on Pereira edging out a win over Chaos Williams? Yeah, like you said, respectful of each other's power. They were hesitant to begin, yeah. uh, really to engage at the beginning. I thought that uh, Williams got the better of the exchanges in the first. What, what exchanges there were. And I gave him the first round, and then I gave uh, Pereira the, the, the next two rounds. Uh, yeah. I think in the second round they were both aggressive. Um, obviously, Pereira goes. I think I think he really showed a lot to the judges. I think he swayed the judges when he took that late uh, rear naked choke attempt. Yeah. It was pretty aggressive, and he looked like it looked pretty tight, looked pretty sunk in. Uh, who knows what would have happened if there was more time on the clock? And then uh, the third round, he he obviously pulls out out, out as well. He fought extremely well, uh, better than I thought. Like like you said, I thought this would go to decision. I did not think he'd get the victory. Um, I just thought that he was tough enough to withstand Williams, uh, but not really outfight him like he did. Uh, I, like I said, I didn't expect him to get the W, but it's good for him. I think he can be seen as a serious contender now uh, with performances like that. Uh, but neither one of these guys is going anywhere. I think Williams... I don't think he loses much by 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 oh, taking yeah. the loss. Um, I think he's still he'll still be around. He's still exciting. He yeah. can still knock people out with one shot. So that's going to keep him relevant. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see these guys again uh, compete against each other again. But uh, a yeah. great fight. And Michelle deserves a victory. And uh, hopefully he gets somebody a little a little uh, higher rank now. Yeah, ab- absolutely. That was it. Was such a great. Uh, it was such an interesting matchup from the beginning. Um, it, it was pretty crazy to see, and, and obviously the, the two styles. It was if you're a, a fan that doesn't know either of these names, you'd probably say that it was a boring fight because they weren't throwing too much. But if you know who these guys are and what power they possess, I was sitting on the edge of my seat the entire time because I know one shot lands from either of them, and the other guy could go out. And yes. for Michelle Pereira, he fought so well. He he even better than the last fight, although the last fight was more a dominant performance. But this fight, in my opinion fighting a t- way tougher guy and he performed so well he did crazy stuff but enough to like where it would work and not cost him too many uh t- situations 
and, and he was so calm and reserved and landed a ton of punches and, and strikes uh, just whenever he needed to. And his movement is so huge that that because Chaos Williams strives on just that one opportunity to land that punch. And he didn't really have that opportunity. Every time Chaos Williams would engage, Pereira would in, in, in clinch up and get out of the way. It was it was right. beautifully done. Uh, first and also before I get into the the outcome of this fight, a lot of people were calling this fight a robbery. People need to stop with that. Even yeah. if you thought Chaos Williams won, it's not a robbery. It's a close fight. A close fight is not a robbery. You cannot call that a robbery. Even though if you thought the other guy won, it's it's a really close fight. Right. Um, in my opinion, I did score it for Pereira. I, I I thought he actually did win, which a lot a lot of people thought Williams won, and that's fair. But just First round, okay, if you want to give that kick to Chaos Williams, fine, because he did throw more leg kicks. But the second round, at the end of it, there really, it was very even, especially on, on uh, significant strikes and everything. It was very close. And then at the end of it, uh, he, Pereira went down and then got that huge choke at the end of it. And that was the, most, that was the biggest thing there. And it wasn't like that was just an insignificant thing, too. He actually finished his last opponent with that thing, even though he doesn't have any hooks in or anything. He actually did finish his last opponent with that exact same situation. Yep. So it is a huge moment in the fight, especially at the end of the round. It looks like he's going to finish him, but the bell saved him. It, even if it, that might not have happened, that's how it appears. So that's a huge moment in the fight, and that won that round for me. And then the third round, I don't think anybody can argue with that. Michelle Pereira definitely won that. He just completely outperformed on the movement, was so mesmerizing, and he was starting definitely – in the third round, he kind of reserved himself for the first and second, did enough to win him. And then in the third round, he went to work because he knew he was at least even on the scorecard and he could showcase everything. Uh, and he looked great to me, especially in that third round. I was so impressed. And the fact that he was able to hold on to his gas tank um, throughout the whole fight and, and, and look so good in the last round. The last round was his best round, which throughout his yeah. career has really never happened before. So I was so impressed with him. And he looks ready to move up, in my opinion. After that, he looks ready to go up and face a tougher guy. Yes, I agree. I think he ended the third round on top. Yeah. So, well, ground and yeah. pound. So, man, yeah. I, I think you're right about that. I think he's ready to move up. All right. So, now, the co-main event. Jose Aldo versus Marlon Vera. Um, again, another great fight. Um, Jose Aldo back in action. Gets the win by decision. What are your thoughts on this fight? So, yeah, I thought Vera came out early and, and really put pressure on Aldo, but he didn't really do too much. Uh, the first couple of rounds, I loved the body work that Aldo was doing on, on, oh, on, yeah. on, uh, oh, yeah. on Vera. Um, it was just great. It reminded me of the Jeremy Stevens fight, that the body shot that he yeah. stopped him. I figured that was coming sooner or later, but uh, Vera is pretty tough. And and not to say that, that Jeremy Stevens isn't, but uh, Aldo did great. In the first round, he was able to, to land some leg kicks and check the leg kicks that that Vera was throwing at him. So uh, I had Aldo winning all three rounds. Um, yeah. In the third round, it's like Vera came out just overly aggressive. Like he wanted every bit of Jose Aldo. And it was just a little sidestep. And Aldo was able to take his back and lock in that body triangle for, yeah. I mean, a good good part of what, four minutes? I think it was four minutes, yeah. And, yeah, and uh, just numerous submission attempts. I mean, never really went all out to submit him, but – Vera had no answer with, with Aldo on his back. So I actually thought that the third round could have been a 10-8 round. I think we discussed that. It was it was pretty dominant for Aldo. Uh, and I had him unanimous decision. So uh, like, like we talked about before, I thought Aldo was on the chopping block before this fight. Uh, you know, maybe he saved his career. He fought uh, 
like his career was on the line. And if he wants Dillashaw next, I'm I'm down for that, man. Oh yeah. Like I, I don't think Dillashaw needs to come back to a title shot. I think Aldo would be the perfect comeback fight for yeah. him. Uh, so yeah, he's calling him out, and and I'd love to see it. Absolutely. We talked about this before. Jose Aldo is ready to fight every single time he steps in there. Um, yes, he hasn't been the same, but he is still ready to go. And he proved that he was still UFC deserving. He went out there and really put on a show. Um, Marlon Vera is very tough. He's a very tough fighter. I love the work that he was putting in as well. Um, I believe they scored the first round for Marlon Vera. Maybe this is the second for Marlon Vera. I think it was the second on the official judges scorecard. I still like Jose Aldo in those rounds, just like you did. Um, he looks so good, especially on the feet. Those body shots, I love him. The combinations he was throwing, jab, and then was like left hook to the body, and then he would kick him in the leg with those Jose Aldo's leg kicks. And then you could see him, and that would hurt him every single time. It was beautiful to watch. It was vintage. And um, and then, of course, in the third round, he gets him on his back. I scored at a 10-8 for the last round because – yeah, he wasn't doing too much damage, but he had him in one of the most dominant positions for the entire round. I, that's one of the few times I've seen that where someone's actually able to hold on to that body lock for the entire third round, pretty much. That yeah. takes so much effort to hold that in, especially on your legs, to hold that position. And obviously he was going for chokes and punching him in the face. Marlon Berry didn't have an answer for it. Marlon Berry even used the strength to stand up, walk him across the cage and drop him, and he still couldn't loosen up the grip. It was incredible. Uh, I was amazed, and obviously, Jose Aldo has elite jiu-jitsu, but we never see it because he doesn't really have to use it often because the stand-up is such a, a high level, and he just proved it there. It was amazing to watch, and just like you said, that TJ Dillashaw call-out, oh, that's the perfect fight for me. You have to you have to match him up after that, and um, TJ Dillashaw has got to take Jose Aldo very seriously. He's oh, definitely yeah. not a pushover, so, um, so impressed, and I love to see Jose Aldo get a win. Yeah, definitely. And like you mentioned, that like Vettel walked over to his corner with Aldo on his back. Uh, and and I don't know if he was looking for advice on what to do or what, but yeah. even those guys look lost. I mean, they're like, what are we, what are we supposed to tell you? He's yeah. just, he was strapped on there. He wasn't coming off. So great win for Aldo. Uh, yeah, hopefully he gets Dillashaw next. I'd, I'd be down for that. Absolutely. All right. In the main event of the evening, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson beat Jeff Neal by a dominant decision. Steven Thompson is back officially, definitely for sure. Jeff Neal, he'll be back. It was a great fight. One of the most respectful showings you will see. Um, what are your thoughts on this great win uh, from Steven Thompson? I thought Wonderboy looked outstanding. Um, great movement throughout the fight. I think that made a huge difference, just staying away from Neal's power. Obviously part of the game plan, a smart thing to do. Um, he got landed on a couple of times, but that's going to happen in a fight. Yeah, uh, but he limited the amount of shots that he took, especially to the head, and uh, he just fought so smart, man. Uh, in the first round, obviously they had the headbutt, and I was like, oh man, like who's this yeah. gonna affect more? Like it's such a good fight, you know, yes. uh, matchup wise. So I didn't want the headbutt to be an excuse for either one of them. I, I don't think either one of them have has used the headbutt as an excuse, but uh, I think Wonder Boy, especially the first couple of rounds, he just looked too fast for Neil, too fast on his feet, even the striking. Uh, in the third round, I thought Neil was more aggressive, and, but I thought Wonderboy stole that round in like the last 30 seconds. He landed a great four or five punch combination. Yeah. So I gave that round to Wonderboy. And on my card, Wonderboy went, won all five rounds and just like yeah, the judges card as well. So yeah. uh, <clears throat> obviously the fourth round came around. 
uh, Neil just he really hadn't got going yet. I think I think in the fourth round that Neil landed more high fives and fist bumps uh, <laughs> than he did actual punches. And you know, Wonder Boy's such a nice guy. He's over there punching Neil in the face and then asking him if he's okay and then I saw that, yeah. the face again. Uh, so I love that about Wonder Boy, but a great fight. And then obviously the fifth round starts, and there's big exchanges between both of them. Neil's very aggressive, probably the most aggressive he's been throughout the fight. And it appeared that Wonderboy had injured his knee. I think a knee from Neil in the, the round prior compromised his knee pretty bad to where the movement was almost non-existent. It slowed way down. Uh, what I did like about Wonderboy was that he stood in the pocket and he just exchanged. I didn't expect that from him. I, I thought yeah. that he would try moving as much as he could, but he just stood there and, and went to work, and they went to work on each other, really. Uh, and and I think, at, in my opinion, at a certain point, Wonderboy – overwhelmed you know it started to work him yeah. over a little bit uh i was very impressed with 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 thompson just his toughness and, and and durability his movement like i said uh and yeah he just when it comes down to it he outclassed neil uh hands down um but yeah it just great win for him and like you said neil will be back he's he's a great fighter oh. he's got a lot of talent a lot of power in those hands still so uh i just think the wonder boy was a little too much a little too a little bit too big of a challenge for neil right now but he's definitely still a contender. Absolutely. First off, I want to shout out both guys just because this is the most respectful fight you will ever see. Steven Thompson, they, they were in a, a clinch situation. Jeff Neal's mouth guard fell out. They took a pause. He picked it up. They went right back in. And both guys split. Both guys let him get back up and didn't like pounce on him. And stuff. It's just such great guys, both of them. And um, yeah. it's just, it, it's, it's so fun, especially whenever it's just about the fight and it's not about just like, oh, I actually want to hurt the other guy. You know, it's so. Um, it's, it, I love that about it. And f honestly, it, I, I'm watching this and I'm just amazed every, it's, every time I've been watching Stephen Thompson, especially recently, because he's been, he's been able to, one of the problems I was seeing with him a little bit ago, whenever he lost to Darren Till is that he would not sit down on his punches. He would just kind of tap them and tap them and try and point his way to victory. But recently he's been going back to the old way he fought which has been working. He sits down on his punches. Now he actually lands with intent to finish now. And it's actually, it's really paying off for him. Um, I, I just, I, I love the way he fought and I, I, I'm watching this and I'm just, he is one of the, I, I'm trying to think he's not the most powerful um, or, or pinpoint, but he is just, in my opinion, I'm watching that and I'm just, I can't name a better striker than striker than him right now in the UFC. Just completely outclassed Jeff Neal. And Jeff Neal is one of the best. I think he's already, even though he's ranked 11, one of the best in that division. He'll he'll prove it in the next fight. Um, but but Wonderboy, just he doesn't get hit. The only real damage was from that head headbutt where he got cut open. Other than that, he was completely on the move. That delayed head kick he lands all the time. I love that. Um, his only real weakness I see is whenever he goes against the cage, that's where um, Jeff Neal is able to land a couple because he fights right. with the stand solo. It, he, he takes a second to circle. I always, I always cringe whenever I see that because I'm like, oh, put your hands up real quick because <laughs> that's a dangerous situation, especially with a guy like Jeff Neal. But he yeah. escaped every single time. Um, and, and it's just it's so it's such a beautiful thing to watch and great fight overall. We, we talked about this on the last podcast. Everybody, no one's talking about Stephen Thompson. He's ranked fifth in that division. He's one fight away from a title shot. Uh, obviously, he called out Colby Covington. We'll talk about uh, – not Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal. Um, we'll talk about this in our next little segment. But 
absolute masterclass uh, from Steven Thompson. And he proved that he is one of the best in the division and can challenge for a title at 170. Um, and, and, and for Jeff Neal as well, like you said, just a little bit too, too fast. Uh, he's not at that level yet. Um, I do like where his mind is at though on, on Instagram. He posted that he's actually, even though he lost, he's happy with himself because he was able to go the full distance with Steven Thompson. He thought, fought through adversity, you know, and, and respect to him 100%. Uh, and, and as for Steven Thompson, he, in my opinion, won a round. That fifth round was unbelievable because he was content to stay in the pocket uh, and throw with Jeff Neal because he wasn't able to move. He won that fifth round with one leg, which was incredible to me. Um, and part of the reason was Jeff Neal at that point had to go for a knockout. Um, and, and so he was having to throw those looping punches that would, um, you know, put Stephen Thompson down because that's just where he was at. He, 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 just, he didn't really have a choice. But by doing that, Stephen Thompson, who has a longer reach, I don't know if he had the longer reach, but he's at least a taller fighter, was able to land 15 straight punches, which is what he does before Jeff Neal can land the one, too. Um, and it was, it was beautiful to watch. It was so fun. And both guys just hats off. And Stephen Thompson, I'm very happy for him. And he's going to be challenging for the title, I feel, very soon. I agree. Yeah, great fight in the year on for the UFC. Great Absolutely. fight card. Great fight yeah. card. Yeah. Yep. Crazy to think that that was going to be the combing of it for. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's a great point. All right. So, rolling right in, and this is our first little piece of news and news, but it kind of just how we're going to be talking about it. Um, Stephen Wonderboy obviously won the fight. He called out the BMF. He said the NMF versus the BMF uh, for. Uh, which would be Jorge Masvidal. That's a great fight. What are you thinking? Who do you think Stephen Wonderboy Thompson should face next in the UFC? I like the call out of Jorge Masvidal. I, I think that that is the fight to make. Uh, with the yeah. performance he had Saturday, uh, he showed he's definitely a serious threat at 170. And uh, I think that this is a fight that Masvidal probably want to run back as well. Uh, obviously, yeah. Wonderboy defeated him at, at UFC 217, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, I think Masvidal would be eager to get this one back. I think Masvidal feels he could win this fight just like Thompson feels he'd win it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a fan-friendly fight, and I think it's what the promotion should consider making. Um, right now, Wonderboy's number five at 170. Masvidal's number four. So a win for one one over the other would be huge. Um, so, and, and if I'm Wonderboy, I, I do everything I can to to fight up the rankings. I, I don't fight down. Um Obviously, he proved, he proved he's good enough to still contend for a title with that performance on Saturday. So I fight up. And when you're looking up in the rankings, it's Masvidal that makes the most sense, in my opinion. I know Burns and Usman are, are working towards something or that's supposed to happen. Uh, Colby's there, but um, is Colby in the works for a fight? Well, uh, this, is what, uh, this is what I'm kind of thinking. I think Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington want to fight each other right, okay yeah right so they, they were talking about them being in the works yeah. for a fight, but yeah uh man i love to see that one too but yeah, yeah if, I'm wonder boy, if i'm wonder boy i think masvidal is a perfect opponent and i think it makes a lot of sense so yeah i think i think covington could end up being the odd man out in the top five with, with these guys yeah um it, I, I i love that and i that's my number one fight that i think makes the most sense it's a great call obviously from steven thompson um I'm going to go with the plan B, though. Let's say Kobe Covington and Jorge Masvidal fight. They do the ultimate fighter, which is being discussed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, I'd be down to see that fight as well. Walter Reed's so fun with all their fights. 
Um, my plan B is, and this might also be more realistic timeline-wise, depending on when Stephen Thompson can fight, whenever his knee heals up, um, the winner of Leon Edwards versus Chimaya. Because that person, Leon Edwards is sitting at number, oh, I guess, yeah, he got his ranked back. So he's sitting at number four. So mm-hmm. technically, I don't know where, whenever the ranking comes out, we'll have to check. But technically, as of right now, whenever this podcast is being recorded, Leon Edwards is ranked above Stephen Thompson. The winner of that fight might go to number four. The winner of that fight is going to be in the top five. Um, whether they're number five or number four, we don't know yet. Um, but I think that could be a potential fight because Usman versus Burns, they're going to fight. And in my opinion, I think there's just so much money to be made. Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal are going to fight. So that's the top four. That's four guys right there. Um, aside from that, the only other fight that could earn you a title fight is, I, I think, is the winner of Chimaya versus Edwards. I think whoever wins that should face Wonderboy. And then the winner of that gets the next title shot, whether that's after Jorge Masvidal versus Colby, Colby Covington, or if that goes first – so that's two potential title eliminators, whichever one the UFC chooses first, whatever. But I think that's a potential one, two, three in line for the title shot for uh, whoever's the champion at that point. So that's my plan B. And I think that's actually kind of possibly realistic for what's going to happen, considering the whole um, ultimate fire situation. Because I think for the next ultimate fire season, Dana White's, Dana White's going to want to choose two uh, heated people to go at it to make uh, another uh, interesting watch. So, right. um, I think that's kind of how it's going to play out. But I also think Stephen Thompson could earn a title shot off of that fight as well. So it's still, even though maybe the rank is the one below, I still think that's a title eliminator fight for him. So that's another fight that I think he should consider taking. Or if he just wants to wait, that's another option. He could just wait for a little bit and pick and choose whoever the number one contender is, whether they lose or come off a title uh, loss. So that's just kind of what I think. I think that plan B would kind of suit him best if he can't land Masvidal. Right. Yeah. And I like the, I like the idea of him taking on the winner of Edwards and Chimaev. I think that'd be a great one. I think, I, I think the winner of that fight is, is next in line for a title shot. Yeah. I would assume. Um, so it's going to take a little bit for Thompson to get back to the actual title fight, but uh, I think there's definitely options for him there. Mm-hmm. Once these fights play out over the next couple of months, like you said, if, if Masvidal and, and Covington end up doing the ultimate fighter, then eventually that'll play itself out. Yeah, uh, Jemayev and, and and Edwards are, I know they're rescheduled, um, so hopefully they can get that get through that. Hopefully that fight happens, and I think the winner of that one gets a title shot. So maybe yeah. two, maybe two or three fights for Thompson. I th- I'm thinking to get to the belt, but there's definitely a way, definitely a yes. way to get there. Absolutely. All right, on to our last piece of news for this great podcast, and some big heavyweight news as well. Steve Bamiocic versus Francis Ngannou. It's not official yet, as of the last time I've checked, but it is heavily rumored um, that they are going to be scheduled for March. And another interesting little add-on to it, John Jones is supposed to face the winner in the summer. Now, the timeline for that, we don't know, because how could you really decide March to the summer? But still, John Jones is supposed to face the winner of Francis Ngannou versus Steve Bamiocic, scheduled for March 2021. What are you thinking for this huge fight? Yeah, like you said, it's rumored right now, but I think it's going to happen. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the, these guys have fought once before in 2018, and Miocic just came into that fight on a tear. I think he had five straight KOs leading up to that one, four of them in the first round. And then Ngannou came in. He had just knocked over him's head into 
Corbett oh, yeah. uh, with that uppercut. Yeah. And I think at that time, Nganu was a guy who who everybody thought was going to just run straight through Stipe and really just terrorize the heavyweight yeah. division. Um, you know, obviously that wasn't the case. Uh, you know, Stipe fought so well. Nganu looked lost at times in that fight. I think it, it almost stifled. Um, but it, obviously it was a very big win for Stipe and a very underwhelming performance for Nganu. Uh, considering what we had seen him do like to Overeem and the guys before Overeem. So uh, I, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that fight happen again. Uh, I think Nganu has made adjustments or feels like he's made adjustments to take out Stipe. Obviously, Stipe just got to do what he did the first time around. And yeah. and uh, I don't I don't think he's looking to finish Nganu. I think he's just more looking uh, to outstrike him, outscore him, and not get knocked out himself. Um yeah, I think March of 21 is what they're talking. So, yeah, and like you mentioned, John Jones, uh, man, I'm glad Francis is getting the shot first. Yes. Uh, first of all, rather than Jones. I think he deserves it. And obviously the winner will get Jones, uh, and that's at least that's the plan. Uh, and I can't wait to see either of these guys against against Jones, man, at heavyweight. I think uh, for Stipe, if he's to beat Nganu again and then take on Jones and is able to beat Jones, and I mean – you're talking definite greatest heavyweight of all time, if not greatest fighter of all time. I'm thinking all time. If he does right. that, that's all if time. If he's able to beat Nganu again and take out Jones. But uh, that remains to be seen. But I, I, obviously, I think they're going to fight again. I think Stipe gets a job then again. I think he's just too good for uh, for Nganu. And I can't wait to see him and Jones go at it. That's going to be great. Yes, I am so excited. And, and like you said, Nganu deserves the shot more than anybody. Um he is one of the scariest humans on the planet. It's just when you see his physique and everything, and he goes in there and really technically Derek Lewis won against him, but really the only person to actually beat Francis Ngannou has been Stipe. That Derek Lewis fight for me was him kind of recovering from that, uh, from that loss to Stipe. And then you got back to it. Yeah. No one has really been able to slow down what he does. He has, he's registered right now as the most powerful punching human on the planet. Um, that uppercut you land against Alistair Overeem, unreal. For me, whenever he fought Stipe the first time, I love Stipe. I didn't give him a chance against Ngannou. I thought Ngannou was just going to reign supreme over that division for a long time just because no one could take the power. I was, and, and after that fight, that was whenever Stipe became the greatest heavyweight of all time for me. He had already defended it. I think that tied it for the record at that point. And then beating a guy like Nganu, who no one had even challenged up to that point, for me, that was just like, wow. Um, obviously, Stipe then coming back. And then I say, in my opinion, he is the first guy to legitimately beat Daniel Cormier. And he did it twice. I say that because John Jones and his history with performance enhancing drugs. Right. Um, so, so Stipe, in my opinion, is the actual, the first actual guy to legitimately beat Daniel Cormier and he did it twice. Um, and so to do that, to come back, especially after losing the way he did, boom. Um, and Ganyu, obviously he's been on a tear again. I can't wait for this fight. I don't really, I, 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 have, I have to get a feeling for it before the fight happens to make a prediction, but I'm so excited <laughs> for it. Um, <laughs> And, and obviously John Jones coming in, uh, it, it's such a fun thing because he will be challenged. He will be legitimately challenged, um, not only in the fight, but also the fact that his chin will be challenged like it's never been challenged before. Yes. With any, with the, either of these guys that he fights. Um, 
I think Ngannou is a dangerous matchup for him. But if Stipe wins this, riding off the fights that he's been riding off of, I don't think John Jones gets past Stipe, especially with the wrestling advantage that he not advantage, but the wrestling that Stipe has, the size that he has, the power that he has, and if he's riding off a win over Daniel Cormier twice and Francis Ngannou, oh, that's a no one wants to fight Stipe then. Um, and then obviously Ngannou could take your head off at any time. So I'm so excited to see this. I love that John Jones is moving up to heavyweight. I think it should have happened a long time ago. I am so hyped. The heavyweight division is awesome. Uh, and I'm, I'm all here for it. I'm so excited. Yeah. that, that I think, in, I think Stipe is going to get past Ngannou. I can't yeah. call the Jones and, and Stipe fight right now. Yeah. I, I love watching both of them fight. I think they're both great. Yeah. Obviously, like you mentioned, the, the PED issues with Jones and, and all that stuff. But, man, that that, that would really solidify Stipe as the greatest oh, yeah. of all time, I think. Oh, so, yeah. excited to see how that plays out. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that will do it for this podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, you can follow us. You can – sorry. First off, listen everywhere. We're on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're there, obviously, on YouTube. Leave a review where you can. Uh, follow us on Instagram at MMA Island. Right now, there are MMA Island awards going on, so check that out. You can vote for your fighter of the year, KO of the year, anything of the year you can vote for. Um, and on our website as well, MMAisland.net. Check us out. Thanks again so much for listening, and great podcast, Mace. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.